song you never heard of. Hey everybody, welcome to the Common Folk Podcast with Ben, Morgan, and Andy. Welcome back to Common Folk. The podcast for the people, by the people. <laughs> <laughs> click, click. <laughs> All right. All right. Coming, getting everything mm-hmm. out we of the way. A lot of, a lot of Christmas stuff. I yeah. mean, gifts. Everybody ready? Ben, are you ready for all the gifts you have to buy? I wouldn't I wouldn't call myself ready, no. Oh, that's right, because mm-hmm. you don't buy them. Oh, jeez. Wow. Actually, you did do one. It's a big secret in case our kid's listening. I did one? Joel's, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not going to listen. Joel's getting what? Well, this will come out after Christmas anyway. Okay, well. Get him a new shotgun. Yeah. All right. I mean, it's kind of, he needed it. Mm -hmm. It's pretty cool. It's kind of like yours. Oh, yeah? Yep. Over under? Yep. Nice. Browning. Yeah. Satori. How'd you decide on that? Just, oh, man, I don't know. I just looked at a lot of them. There's so many choices. It's okay. hard to decide. Yeah, really. Even just within that little browning mm-hmm. niche, there's a bunch mm-hmm. of them. Yeah. I kind of feel like if, I think he started a trend probably like three Christmases ago that every Christmas he is getting a gun. So I <laughs> think weird. this is going to be a problem. <laughs> a I, don't problem. See, yeah. I don't see the problem. Yeah, that's a good thing. <laughs> Have you thought, thing. But what if one Christmas, <laughs> like next year, he doesn't get one? Then he's like, well... Way to go, Dad. And have you thought about that? Because uh, I think I'm almost positive I should pull up pictures. It's like we have all these pictures boom, boom, where boom. he's like, oh. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> buying, <laughs> buying a new gun every year, I, I'm not opposed to that. So I'm I'll just keep it going. I'm not saying I am either, but you think that like the kid's only 13. If you're saying that it's a new tradition, then it's a new tradition. That's a good one. Yeah. Well, good I, one. I didn't say it was a new tradition. That's what it sounded like to me. Yeah, could be. <laughs> okay, well. Way to go, Morgan. Yep, good job. And start it. Andy, when are you starting that tradition at your house for Oz? Uh, I was thinking about this year um, going the Red Rider BB gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, ah, there's just too many windows in our neighborhood right now. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> they just don't feel good. I don't want them to get in that much trouble. And then that always comes, that's one of those things where it actually goes uphill. Then I'm in trouble. Right. right. So I just... That, what if you lock it up and only let him use it when you go well, out that's to your... no fun. Okay. If, if I'm going to get him a BB gun, I got to trust him with that BB gun. You know what I mean? When so. you say it goes uphill, what you're what you're talking about is your wife pushing the, <clears throat> well, the like blame the, uphill because you're uphill and he's downhill is what yeah, you're saying, right? Yeah, yeah. But the, do you actually believe that in your wife's eyes you are uphill from your son? Well, that I mean, I was just reversing <laughs> the saying that I don't. You're right on that. But I'm saying I was just trying to be clever. You know, shit goes downhill. In this Which is instant. where you are. Yeah, it would. Yeah, but I, I get, I get you. Yeah. I get you. So yeah. <laughs> so it's I coming. Stand, I stand corrected. Yeah. It's coming. It would just oh. continue downhill. <laughs> all right. Just so we all know. Mm-hmm. Uh, which all, all of us men who are married know right. and have kids, right? So mm. especially boys. Yeah. yeah. That's how it goes, right? Mm-hmm. That's how it goes. Hey. So we got a guest today. Yes, uh, we do. Buddy of mine over here, Gabe Hoynes. Um, we've got Gabe out here today because, uh, I wanted to speak with him about his background, um, kind of how he came up, um, the things he's doing today, some, some, uh, organizations he's involved in. And also, uh, a good part of the conversation is going to surround the fire and rescue service. And that's where Gabe and I met. So, uh, for a quick little background, um, here in our small town, um, volunteer department, Everybody on the department's required to be uh, EMT certified. That's where I met Gabe. I think you started 
like a year or two before me, maybe? Yeah, I start, I've been on Murray for probably three years. Okay. Um, and then got hired on at Bellevue two years ago. Yep. Um, and before that, I mean, I was going through EMT and Fire One, like, were you? simultaneously okay yeah so so uh so we we would have started pretty close to the same yeah. time then but you had ambition to like really make this your career where for me i was just you know helping out the community and just kind of getting involved where i can because I, I already have a job that i'm sticking with you know right. and moving forward with so that was one of the reasons why i want to speak with you because you know from the volunteer standpoint but also more the professional standpoint and why and what you've got going on and all those kinds of things. So to start, let's uh, figure out, first of all, who you are. So um, where were you born? How'd you come up? What's your background? Oh, okay. Um, Digging in here. So <laughs> I was actually born in uh, Busan, South Korea. Okay. Yeah, just south of Seoul um, in April of 94. And then I got adopted in August of 94. Okay. Um uh, to my parents that I call my parents now. Yeah. Um, they, uh, lived in Plattsmouth actually when they were going through the process of adoption. Okay. Um, so when, in August, when I came to actually, I flew into Iowa and they picked me up. Um, we moved shortly after that to Papillion. Mm -hmm. My dad actually, uh, got a job in the police department there in Papillion. Um, and then he worked his way up to chief, and now he's on to bigger and better things. Um, and then, yeah, no, I grew up in Papillion. I uh, went to Papillion High School and then went to Cruz State after that. Um, so you but, came to the States when you were just a newborn, yeah, basically? Yeah, like three months old. Okay. So... Um, any, any, every time I get asked, I was like, Oh, do you remember it? And I was like, No, right, not right. Yeah. at all. So, <laughs> do, do you have any idea why your parents decided to go down that route? Uh, my biological or my parents now? Your parents here. Yep. My parents now. Yep. So, I'm the only planned child they've had. Okay. So, <laughs> and it's uh, actually quite funny because when they were living in Plattsmouth, the, uh, the adoption loan was like $10,000. Um, the banker who actually signed the loan is my wife's grandma. Huh. Yeah. Oh, so that's crazy. It's, yeah. So the running joke in their family is that, uh, Mackie had to get a uh, husband or Mackie's grandma bought her husband. <laughs> right. Essentially. So, <laughs> yeah. but no, it was, um, uh, it was good. I mean, so you have um, y your, your, Adopted parents yep. here have biological children have as well. Two biological, uh, yeah. My older brother and then my older sister. Okay. Um, the gap between us is twelve years, ten years. Okay. So I mean, it's a pretty big gap. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, back in that time, uh, when my parents got married, I mean, they married young, had two kids right off the bat, mm -hmm. and uh, we're like, oh, let's actually plan this one. So, and then that's where I came into the picture. So you so. spent most of your childhood in Papillion? Yeah, I grew okay. up. Yeah, I grew up in Papillion. Uh, went from grade school to junior high to high school all through Papillion. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, that's what I call home. Yep. So, 
And that whole time your father was a police officer. So my, yeah, my dad, he was chief by, from the time I remember, like, obviously I don't remember, but Mm -hmm. getting here three months old and then growing up, all I know is that my dad was chief through grade school. And then right around the time my brother graduated high school, which was like 2002, he switched and went into uh, city government for plan as okay. the administrator. Okay. And then he worked there. Oh, he's been gone from that job for close to seven years now, six, seven years, I think it is. And Was now that he's like retirement or no, he okay. switched from the city papillion administrator to uh, the Sarpy County administrator. Okay. So he's He's there, and then now he's, I think he's pretty sure it's public. Hope it is. He's actually going to be the administrator for the sewer um, sewer agency, mm-hmm. that big sewer pipeline yep. built and yep. getting built off Platte View Road. Oh, so okay. This is his um, final job. This is this will be it. He'll, he's going to work this out and then hopefully retire. And then soon. retire. Yeah. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's 60. 61 now okay. so I mean I, me and my brother wanted him to retire two or three years ago right he wants to keep working he wants to keep working <laughs> which is fine um, he he does that and then my mom is full time babysitter grandma so yeah she loves it what was she doing when you were growing up she was um, she used to be a 911 dispatcher okay um, and then after she got out of that she went to the La Vista Community Foundation um, president. Um, but then after that, it was uh, she wanted to just relax and be grandma. Sure. My sister had the first grandbaby. Um, and then uh, my brother followed. My sister had another one. And then we came with two more. So, cool. Got, yeah, seven grandkids. She now. is busy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's fun. So, so you're definitely painting a picture of a family <clears throat> who's been heavily involved in public service. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Between, yeah, my dad was, uh, well, patrol down here in Cass County and then worked his way up to Papillion, mm-hmm. to Chief, to, and then my mom was heavily involved in 911 dispatch. Yep. And then even just the city administrator duties and what you were saying that she did after dispatch. I mean, all that is, in one way or another is public service. Yeah. Public service, community. I mean, that's yeah. kind of how we grew up is serving your community and um, do best by it, really. Mm-hmm. And so, Are you pretty close with your siblings? Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, there's not a... There's not usually a day goes by where I either send a text or a text gets sent mm-hmm. between us or a phone call. Cool. So when it's, hey, how you doing? What's new? Just stuff like that. So what uh, route did they go so uh, career-wise? My brother, um, uh, he's again community focused. He out of college, he went to Denver and did uh, adult sports leagues. He was a manager for Sports Monster. It's a big adult sports Mm -hmm. uh, franchise down there. And then after that, he went into actually, um, what was it called? It was, he actually lived in Uganda, Africa for Mm. three years um, with a nonprofit organization uh, helping kids um, 
that were that I don't know if, if you guys remember this. They were pulled into that war, that kid, that children's army, hmm. and then I'm the kid familiar. once yeah. once the kids got out, he would. Um, I don't want to say rehabilitate, but I, he that's would, what I was just thinking. Yeah, he okay. would help like infuse them back into society mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. through. Uh, um, it's called. It was called the recreation project. Is what it was called. So they did like. Um, they had a ropes course, and then they taught about like leadership and mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But now he works for uh, another NGO that's based out of California, and what they do is they do micro loans and uh, leadership training for uh, women to build businesses that will okay. thrive in Africa. Hmm. So he is the COO of that portion in that region. Nice. So, yeah, that's what he does. Um, my sister married into the Air Force. So my brother-in-law actually is stationed in uh, California. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is full-time mom. Yep. So... Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Good stuff, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh my I mean, it's yeah between my brother, community focused, um, my sister with uh, my brother-in-law being in the Air Force. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. There's, I mean, that's what we grew up in. That's what we right. Knew. That's what you so, know. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. So was there like no other like you didn't really have an option <laughs> like well <laughs> yeah no it. I mean so. <clears throat> Going to college, it's like, hey, pick a subject that help you thrive and build a career and this and that. So I gravitated towards computers. Uh, computers came easy to me. Um, programming and database management um, is what I majored in. Um, in my senior year, I was doing roughly 10 to 12 hours uh, sitting behind a computer. Yeah. And I was like I cannot do this for a career so right out of college I went and um, got hired full-time on an engineering company and did land surveying Hmm. Um, complete 180 kind of Um, worked in the field laid out buildings parking lots sewer systems waterways stuff like that Um, did that for four years and I don't know what exactly it was i just knew that I, that this wasn't for me um so then that's when i approached my dad i said hey this is what i'm thinking do i go either fire or police um and i was totally suspecting he would say yeah go police mm-hmm. do this and but no he said go fire you have a better schedule um and it's not as taxing mm-hmm. for the family and so that's when um 20 was it 2018 2019 i signed up for emt at creighton and uh firefighter one through the state so how long is that so, program like when uh, people want to go for sign up emt or yeah for fire? well yeah to fire like so, all together all together i mean oh it's probably if you combine emt and fire you're probably looking close to two years a year okay. and a half i guess in my head so, i was thinking Something like that, yeah. not like four, yeah. but I mean, okay. it's it's roughly the equivalent to an associate's, right? So okay, mm-hmm. huh? Hmm. So you went, uh, so you you had gone to Peru and then you went and did that, and then you went to Creighton to get these certifications. Yep, in yep. EMT and fire. And at what point <clears throat> um, during, or or you know when you started doing that, did you go approach the folks uh, at Murray for volunteer? 
So I, when we got married in 2017, um, it was probably at the end of 2017 is when I was going to look to make a career change. Mm -hmm. um, and I saw, I obviously going in and out of Murray, you drive by yep. the fire station every time. And the sign, come volunteer, call yep. this number. So I did. And um, that's basically probably end of 2017, beginning of 2018 is when I got okay. accepted into Murray. Yep. Um, and I told them, hey, I'm in the process of doing this, getting this done. And they're like, perfect. Sounds and good. And then shortly after that, you started, you, you got into the class. Yeah. Yep. I was, yep. yeah, I was actually, I, pre I was signed up before. Before I approached mm -hmm. Murray okay. and said yep. this is what because um, my dad being in city government he was really close to a lot of the fire departments the police departments mm -hmm. in the area in uh, Sarpy County so he reached out um, to a couple chiefs and said hey my son's looking to do this what does he need to do exactly mm -hmm. and it was it was basically a bullet point EMT fire one yep and then get some experience on a volunteer. And I think that's what a applying. lot of people don't realize. I, I didn't realize beforehand <laughs> the amount of folks that come through the volunteer departments and end up, I'm, I'm going to call it professional, become a professional mm -hmm. firefighter or EMT or whatever. I don't know if there's a different, different word for it, full-time, whatever, career. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yep. Um, it, so what, what those organizations do in these small towns to help, like, foster and grow the career folks right you know yeah. and then the small towns depending on how they're set up um can get the ability to utilize that uh, expertise right you know that comes from those career folks yep because they still live in these small towns and you know you, you you stay in contact with them you have them out when you can and do these trainings and all these kinds of things which i know you're getting more and more involved in as well with the volunteer department yeah so we um, I took a break from Murray. Um, I had to move out of the area. Um, so to give people like some clarity on that, like a lot of folks don't realize, I, and I think this is with most departments, if you don't live in, let's call it the territory, the district, mm -hmm. you're not allowed to... To be on that volunteer. Yeah, to participate. Yeah, because yeah, so, it's all about, I mean, uh, with emergency services, I mean, time is everything. You can't right. get time back. So if you live out of the area um i think the radio i think the time radius for murray is 15 minutes if you live outside 15 minutes oh really. is that what it is i yeah. didn't think i even knew that well and i think i think for us technically it's our it's our defined district fire district yeah yep. so if you live outside of that defined district yep then you're not allowed to yeah so be active um we lived in the district um we s ended up selling our house and had the plans to build or buy our forever home. Mm -hmm. um, so I, we moved out of Murray and then rented in Plattsmouth. So doing that, I would I lived outside of the district, mm -hmm. and I said, well, I'll try to make meetings. I'll try to come to truck mm -hmm. checks and do all that. Well, at that same time, I was going through the hiring process for Bellevue, um, and getting hired on full time doing my shifts, making a good name for myself on that department. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I was, I was approached by someone on Murray and they're like, Hey, are you still wanting to be a part? I'm like, yes, this is my situation. Can I take a leave of absence? Yep. And basically that is, um, you 
step away from the department, but you're still in good standing to where you can come oh. back. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. So now that we're back in the area, I'm coming back to more meetings, trainings, truck checks, calls, and stuff like that. Well, yep. So now that life is kind of calm down a mm-hmm. little bit. <laughs> so you yeah. guys you guys came back and you ended up building a home yep. in the district, right? Yep. We live probably a minute, two minutes away from the de- the department. Yep. So um when did you guys start building? Was that a year ago roughly? Or? We yeah, we I mean we probably let me think here. We bought the land two what it be two years ago? Two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seems like that's when you were talking about yeah, it. Yeah, we bought the land two years ago. We broke ground probably a year ago um, from today mm-hmm. or this month. Um, and then it was finished in August. Okay. So it was a quick it was a quick buy land, start a house, finish it. And so what made you guys want to stay or build in this area or come back to this area as opposed to, you know, you're on Bellevue's department, mm-hmm. you know, your wife is a teacher. We haven't talked about that yet, but yep. I mean, she could probably be a teacher in lots of different districts. Mm-hmm. How come you didn't go to one of the bigger areas? What made you stay down around here? So, um, what's that old saying? A happy wife is a happy life. <laughs> so my wife's dream school is Conestoga. Okay. So that's where she wanted to be. That's where she wanted to teach, and and that's she got that job right out of high school or right out of college. So. Um, doing the whole moving, looking for houses and that, we pondered the idea of living in Bellevue or living like right along the river to split the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but the last, and then we had Grayson at the time when we moved and just thinking about it, it's like, well, I don't want her to be driving on highway 75 with a kid and yeah. through snow and rain and all that. So that's where... I mean, that was a point in, okay, let's move back to the district. Yeah. And then the other thing was um, her whole fam- like her whole family lives around Beaver Lake mm-hmm. in the Union area, mm-hmm. uh, minus her parents. They live in Tecumseh, Nebraska, yep. 45 minutes south of here. Yep. Um, so at that time, my parents lived in Pillion. My dad was still working for the city and then transitioning to the county. Um they talked about moving to Beaver Lake. I didn't know what they exactly were doing. Um, but then ultimately it was, okay, her family's here. My family's probably going to move here. So let's just stay in the district. So, and then I, um, taking my leave, I always had the, um, oh, what is it? I always had, um, I always wanted to come back to Murray mm-hmm. Fire mm-hmm. to help and to volunteer and to do uh, the whole nine yards of everything with that. So, I mean, that's really what it boiled down to was, okay, her family lives here. We've been part of the community. Yep. I've started this with Murray. I, I don't want to just leave. Um, I can I can drive. I've, it's right, not a big right. deal yeah. for me. Yep. So, and then when I'm either going to work or coming home, there's no one on the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what kind of made our decision to move back to the area and finding the piece of land that fit what yep. we wanted was also a positive. Nice. So. Mm. Nice. 
Yeah, so like a lot of things lined up for you there. Yeah, yep. You know, and not just, it's kind of fun when that happens because not just on a professional level, but family's here. You got, you're kind of surrounded by family right. too. Right, yep. So, so like, I mean, it all kind of made sense. Yeah, if one baby, if, if one babysitter can't watch, we text the next one and then the next <laughs> one. So. Right on. <laughs> you have it all lined up. Yeah. So yep. we, um, I can't, I don't think we talked about this earlier and we've touched on it a couple of times. Your family, so your wife mm-hmm. is, a school teacher yeah my in the w- local small town here yep my wife is a first grade teacher at the elementary school mm-hmm. in murray uh conestoga um again that was her dream job that was her dream school so i didn't want to make it hard for her to get to work or mm-hmm. make her leave that job and then um we have two boys uh our four-year-old grayson and then our one-year-old griffin um both um bullets they fly everywhere and run into everything <laughs> and, and they act like brothers so it's 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 Good. a crazy fun time right now so you know. that is fun age at four is my absolute favorite oh yeah like i don't know why with all my kids yeah i love the age four yeah they hmm. uh so fun um if something goes wrong they want you but then they also want their independence mm-hmm. at the same time mm-hmm. so it it's, but they're not uh, super mouthy yet yeah, like, not yet. I, don't He's know. I just love He's four. Right, He's right on the verge. <laughs> so, three, they were a little too young. They kind of didn't get things. But four, yeah. if you're like, oh, I'll go put in a pop tart, like, yeah. they could like function and do Turn it. it yeah. You say that to a three year old, they're like, mm. <laughs> I don't know. Something about four was yep. just a good age. No. <laughs> what? Uh, where, where'd you guys meet? Uh, my wife. Yeah, uh, we met actually freshman year um, at Peru. Okay. Peru State. So yeah, Peru did, State. Did she student teach then at Conestoga? Uh, she student taught at Auburn. Okay. Auburn. Right. Yeah. I was, I was wondering what the connection to Conestoga yeah. was and I thought maybe she student taught there. Nope. She, yeah, no, she, she student taught at Auburn, but, um, for some reason, I think it's the four day I week. I was just going to mm-hmm. say, is it the four day week? I think it's the four day week. <laughs> they were, that they she, were one of the first to do that. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, and having the family around Union. And having the family, familiar yeah. Familiar with the, the district. Yeah. yeah. Didn't you go to Peru? So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought you said that. Okay. That's where Ashley and I met too. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you guys are yeah. classmates Bo- and didn't even Bobcats, know it. Yeah. Bobcats. Yeah. Bobcats. Yeah. Go Alumni. <laughs> Here we go. Claws out. So was yeah. there like a hand signal? You know, like all these colleges have like. After you know, I like, left, they started the hashtag claws out which i'm like ah, man that kind of sounds claws out do you look yeah. at each other like, <laughs> yeah that's yeah, yeah like, what's going on with so that? is that what yeah. you're cheering at the basketball game and you're like yeah. we got really rowdy especially at basketball games and that was a lot of fun and no we weren't doing anything like <laughs> 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 we weren't doing that come on <laughs> no i i love my experience at Peru State. it was it I had was a lot of fun yeah it was a great time um i went there and played football and got a degree and met my wife so That'd be one, I mean, you guys tell me, I feel like I'd consider that like the small town mm-hmm. college. Oh, yeah. It was. Right? I it mean, was it's. very small town. Yeah. yeah. This isn't small, like one of those small. universities. You're you're not thinking of like a big university. This is like, when we talk about Conestoga and it being like small town school district. Yeah. That's what I would think about Peru as mm-hmm. a small town. College. Uh, college. Secondary education. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Like, so small town, my high school, like my whole high, it was uh, roughly 1,500 kids. Mm-hmm is about the same size as this college. 
Okay, yeah, because so. our kids went to Papillion too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. The, older, the older two. Did. The older okay. two, yeah, before we moved out here. Did they go to Papillion South? Or did yeah. They go? Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Titans. I, not, I was a monarch. Not your monarch. Oh, rivals. <laughs> <laughs> One of my good buddies uh, was a monarch down at Peru State. Okay. And it was actually a trio of brothers, uh, the Berkeys. They they went to Papillion La Vista. Yeah. And it was pretty wild. He had three brothers all from the same school playing on the same football team at Peru State. So it was kind of really? mm-hmm. cool. That yeah. is cool. Yeah. Nice. Good dudes. Oh, yeah. So once you got, um, when we go back to like this timeline here, and then you decided, you know, you're, you're in the fire service and those kinds of things, um, you're building that career up, what... What made you want to do that? I mean, obviously your family had kind of paved this path and you had seen some of that when you were coming up, but ultimately, you know, you said you were working in the engineering firm and something just didn't feel right. And what, like, what was going on in your head making you want to kind of get, go down this road? Um, that's a good question. Uh, I mean, you do your regular nine to five, right? Mm -hmm. And you work till Friday and you get a paycheck and it, and Sometimes you have to work sa- half Saturdays, right? Um, there was a lot. I mean, obviously, kids grow up fast, right? So there was a lot of stuff I felt like I was missing. And working in Omaha, it was an hour drive to work. Then you work your eight, eight mm-hmm. and a half hours. And then my engineering firm was located on 108th and Dodge, 108th and Old Mill yep, area. yep. So then coming home, it was a good hour, hour and Hitting a half traffic. when I get home. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that was a big factor of, okay, I need to be home. I need to uh, watch my kids grow up. So talking with my dad and, and figuring out, like, the first responder schedule and this and that, it was, okay, well, I – get to be home with my family. I get that time with my family. But then, I don't know, it, there's something that has to be inside of you, I guess, to do, like, be a firefighter, mm-hmm. be a cop, or be an EMT or something like that. That it's it's always like a, oh, a token answer to one of the interview questions. It's like, oh, why do you want to become a firefighter? Right, why'd you right. wanna, oh, I want to help people. Yeah. Well, like that's the answer and it's hard to explain uh, like what's inside like what makes you want to help what makes you want to serve so i mean that in and of itself is what what led me to being a first responder I, it, again it's hard to explain of um like growing up and you see your dad be a cop and, and then your brother's serving um being a servant um like across the seas and then uh yeah i mean then you decide to do that route of being a first responder and ultimately it it works out so you'll have a lot of similarities just saying Mm -hmm. there i mean his dad was a captain LVO. yep i mean you're not being paid and your brother is in the military military, i mean this is like Mm -hmm. Whoa. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> so let me ask the question that you asked him. What made you want to do that? I mean, I'd have the same the same answer essentially. I think looking at it from like a community standpoint, because mm-hmm. that's where I was looking at it from, like I'm not <clears throat> I went to do the job that I'm doing today for similar reasons. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I felt kind of burned out. I felt like I wasn't, um, I wasn't fulfilled, Mm -hmm. you know, in one way or another. Um, so I didn't want to quit doing that job, you know, that I'm doing right now that we continue to do. Mm -hmm. Um, but I looked at this small community and we moved out to this small community, um, 2018 ish, um, had already had been down here my whole life, familiar with all of it because mm-hmm. we grew up where we're sitting right now is where I grew up in the house next door. Right. Um, which is just down the road from, from the small community we're talking about. Um, but looking at the population, looking at the school district, looking at all the things that were going on there, I thought to myself, okay, everybody here has the ability to do something, mm-hmm. whatever it is, one thing or another for this community. Um, and the community depends on it. So I'm, physically in a position where I can do it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mentally in a position where I can do it. Um, my family is willing to be supportive of it. So if I can, then I need to. All right. You know, that's okay. kind of the way I felt about yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah. I mean, same uh, same thing with staying on it, Murray, the volunteer department. Uh, that was the biggest thing is, okay, we live in the community. My parents live in the community. Her family is in the community and uh, like if something were to go wrong it's i I would like to know what's going on and Mm -hmm. like to be a part of it and like to help and and ultimately i mean it's a it's a big small community right so um again what i learn at my career department if i can bring that back to the volunteer department and help in a sort of way then um i'd like to be a part of that so that's that was why I stayed on at Murray, um, and because uh, we we have the time, mm-hmm. um, our families are in the position to support us, and um, I think that aspect of the first responder volunteer um, kind of gets overlooked sometimes. Is is the family that's supporting that mm-hmm. cop yep. or firefighter? Yep. Right. Um, there's been uh, times where I'll work. Uh, 36s where I work 36 hours I get 12 hours off then I go back for another 36 mm-hmm. so at that that time I get 12 hours with my kids to help my wife help help her do parenting stuff essentially and then spend time with family but ultimately she's what alone with the kids and right. for 72 hours mm-hmm. in a span of what do you so. two think we need to do then? Because I, I just saw kind of like an alarming stat, and all headlines are generated now to make us click on it right, right. And stir up an emotion. Um, but I looked into it a little bit, and it is kind of scary. Uh, like on a per capita type of average, our armed forces are lower, as low as it's ever been in like 70 or 80 years. Mm-hmm. And it has to do with <clears throat> young men and women just not wanting to sign up and be in the Air Force, sign up for the Army. And they got all these really good things going on where it pays for your education. Yeah. You get to see the world, you know. You could even just decide, I just want to be a, a scrub the decks on a on a aircraft carrier. But you would get to see the world for four years. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of really neat things. And I think there's, there's a lot of things going into that. But it's still, I don't know, in a way disheartening that, uh, you know, these young men, <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll look at it from a young man's perspective are not signing up anymore, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know. We need more people to, yeah. <laughs> to and in a lot of ways, if you're coming from a financial situation where you're, you're, 
family's not well off or, you know, you're not good with money. There's so many different things that that could set you ahead, you mm-hmm. know, pay for your education, all these yeah. other things. I mean, even food, it's free on the base, right? You know, if, yeah. if you're going to eat the, the mm-hmm. meals provided. So, like, I, I don't know. I just – there's so many positives to it, and I just I, I just don't know what the trick is to get more people on board with that because I do think with how a lot of things are going right now, <laughs> having a weak military isn't necessarily what we should be – Yeah where we should be sitting. <clears throat> and I think there is a difference between the military and the the public service stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, local police well, and fire like and rescue. Well, it's like professional, like the level he took it. Yeah, and no, but that, and that's what I mean. I, I think there's a difference between that job and being in the military. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I think at its core, there's that passion to serve. Yeah. So there is that. Mm-hmm. But the job and the optics of the job are a lot different. Yeah. Uh, what, what I mean by that is I feel like off sometimes too much, you know, local fire and rescue and police just get like, well, and police obviously have gotten blown up the last few years, but especially fire and rescue mm-hmm. gets this, oh my God, they're so great. Like there's this halo, like everything is so great. They're such great people. They do mm-hmm. everything, yeah. you know, thank, we're so thankful for them, yeah. you know, blah, blah, blah. And that's great. You know, a lot of folks deserve that. But and, – and we do that with our military members as well. But we hear in the media all the time about all this shit that's going on with the military that is extremely negative. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of people that get put off by that. And they're like, why the hell would I go be a part of that? Mm-hmm. You so know? you think that's causing it? I think that's a big part of it. And I think that's also what's going on with policing as well because a lot of police are getting their asses kicked in the media and those Um, numbers are way down too like new york is at a level where i mean (laughs) it's not a sustainable force right now and that's coming back around a little bit but with with fire and rescue i feel like i don't know there's a little bit more more praise there so it makes it a little easier sure but uh in the end it's that it's that passion to passion to serve and it's how people are brought up Mm. like Mm -hmm. are the kids being brought up with that level of respect you know i you know i said earlier that these were the reasons why i feel like i wanted to do this but at my core i was raised in that environment as well right you know so it was easy for me to go back to you know i had seen dad do it Mm -hmm. and i was like i want to do it you're used to hearing a pager you're you know what i mean like yeah yeah. just different little things dad running out or right, you know doing right. this like that's not foreign to you yeah but to answer your question my go-to went to or in my brain was thinking well we always say kids these days don't really want to work mm-hmm. do they think the military is work right like isn't it the same thing as businesses are having a hard time hiring yeah and i, I suppose that's the same thing yep. as the military they mm-hmm. can't get people to stick it's right. a job yeah no one wants to work mm-hmm. i don't know that's what i was thinking and i i did a long long time ago like back when i was at Peru state and i i really thought about joining the army and the air force and um, other things happened i didn't do it you know um but one of their marketing uh campaigns was a total flop and it had do you remember godsmack that band yeah i like those guys um but the navy came out i just remember this and it was playing a godsmack song heavy metal you know and these guys are doing all this cool stuff and uh, it looked like it looked like a trailer for um maverick mm-hmm. for top gun mm-hmm. and then uh 
so all these cadets signed up for, they had this rush in the early 2000s, and then they get there and it's like mundane, boring, day-to-day jobs. It's not... It's not like the yeah. video. It's like who we had on <laughs> no. from the Zulu. So, what was his name again? So they had a bunch of dropouts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. when yeah. he was talking about, he saw they played this video when he was like, yeah, I want to yeah, drive yeah. four-wheelers <laughs> and right. through sand dunes. No, you're not going to probably do that. Yeah. But So I, that flop, you know, that was a little bit on them, but... They, they it, it had a bunch of people sign up for it, okay. but then they also had a lot of people drop, drop out. out. Right. Like this isn't what we. I mean, this yeah. isn't what we were I, sold. I think a lot of it too is you know, like we've got some buddies in the military, and they you know they have like this phrase where they say like it's for queen and country. Like is their you know that's like their that's like their motto mm-hmm. every day. It's for queen and country, um, and that goes back to like that pride you know in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And I think we've. We've lost a lot of that in our culture. Pride mm. has been bastardized. We we did an episode yeah, on yeah, pride yeah, we you did. Know, probably a year ago. Yeah. Um, and it's been made to make people think like you shouldn't be proud. You shouldn't, you know, think you're better. You shouldn't, mm-hmm. you know, blah, blah, blah. You're just the same as everyone else, you know, yeah. all this kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I think that a lot of that is what has happened. I heard – I don't have the exact numbers, but this was literally like within the last day or two. I heard on the radio somebody was quoting a stat about uh, 18 to 36-year-olds getting interviewed and whether they felt like they were proud of the United States or not. Oh, yeah. Oh. Just, just that yeah. question. Yeah, yeah. And they were comparing it to the same question in like the 50s. And in the 50s, it was like over 80%. It was like, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Today, within like the last few years, the number was 18%. That's yeah. so mm-hmm. sad. So yeah, you can sucks. take that right there, mm-hmm. you know, and people yeah. are like, I'm not even proud of this place. Why would Why I go would serve, I go it? serve it? Yeah. 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 Right. And then kind of on the same lines of that and this help get off my lawn, right? <laughs> how I know like I'm too old for all this. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I was on Twitter, loading up a bunch of videos, content creation, all that crap. And uh, Barstool. You guys know Barstool? Yes. Yeah. Uh, kind of wild bunch, you know, fun bunch of guys, but they always have these crazy outlandish posts, mm-hmm. right? To, mm-hmm. And today's was about Tyreek Hill, mm-hmm. receiver for the Miami Dolphins, yeah. mm-hmm. and how he's now has seven kids with seven different wives, and oh, they're boy. all suing him, and the, everyone's just poking fun and, and glorifying that. And I, I wanted to post gross, you mm-hmm. know, I wanted, mm-hmm. that's what I wanted to say. Like, you guys are talking about having a father figure and all that. They, those kids don't have a chance. Yeah. You know, they'll get a lot of money thrown their way, but that could might end up in the long run hurting him more than anything, yeah, you right, know, right. not having a father and having all the money in the world and a ding bat mom, you know. Yeah, yeah it goes back to and those And here things. we are like, yay, look at this. Oh, how funny. <laughs> and I, I feel like I continue to see it, you know, on the national stage, we see those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And then we go into, we boil it down to our, you know, they call it like, like the, the politicians call it Main Street. You know, you go, you go to Main Street and it's different. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of folks like Gabe and like all the other folks that are mm-hmm. that are participating and volunteering and giving their time and whatever right. that care and make it a better place and really do big yeah. things. We just don't hear that on sure. Big scale. Um, yeah, Barstool's yeah. yeah. not posting that. Yeah. Right. Oh, father of three uh, went to the fair with his kids. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. That's not good content. I mean, come <laughs> <Right>? on. <laughs> yeah, turn that around. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did you have any comments on that, Gabe? Um, as far as so, with your comment about like getting people interested or to join, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, what we're trying to figure out right now is is uh, 
and you're talking about the fire department. I'm talking like about Bellevue. yeah. I'm talking about okay. well, let's say well, well, the fire department, like joint and police. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's like uh, I was talking with a buddy who was on Omaha, and he's like, yeah, we our numbers are down to, are down forty percent, and then of that forty percent who applied and went to academy, like half of them quit, mm-hmm. like within the first really? week. Yeah. Mm. So and that's Omaha. That's like, Omaha. That's okay. Like, usually Omaha Fire, Omaha PD. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like the golden ticket, mm-hmm. right? Um, back in like the day, like if you got Omaha Fire, Omaha oh, Police, yeah. like you were set. We don't need to talk about the pension. That's a whole other podcast. Right. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean, so that was um, that was surprising to me. And then talking with uh, guys from OFD and and Bellevue police it's like yeah we're we're struggling to get applicants right so what's their thought process like what do they point to um so uh, what was it like last year that uh, last year there was like a surge of bellevue pd uh candidates mm-hmm. right and and they went through pto and and uh finished pto and then just uh started running solo but then Oh, within the last year, it really died down. So, and then like the same thing with the fire service. Like right, right now, what we're struggling with is is getting paramedics. Mm. All right, we're trying to get more paramedics and then keep the paramedics we have. Um, and a lot of it, there's a lot of discussion about what's wrong and and this and that. Like, I mean, there's discussion about pay. There's discussion about duties. There's discussion about. Uh, uh, time on on what mm-hmm. we call the box or the ambulance. Okay. Um, uh, so going back and forth between um, oh what we call suppression and admin suppression are people who work every the, their shifts right and the admin are usually white shirts or mm-hmm. chiefs right. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's talks going back and forth right now of like okay how do we get more paramedics and how do we keep the paramedics we have. Um, and something that was thrown out to get more paramedics is to go to school, like to go into the schools mm-hmm. or, or, um, another one was go to the, like the Academy of the new class and basically show them like what we do, like, and then a lot of things like, okay, every, every, everyone today, or I guess growing up wants to get paid, right? I mean, money's a yeah. big factor right. today. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you go through Academy, um, and coming out of academy, you can make this much. But then if you go to paramedic school after your year of school, probation, um, and testing, you get paid this much. And that's only after a year. And it's it's a significant bump. It's it's close to like $23,000. Mm-hmm. Increase. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I, and that's something I'm looking into if I want to pursue a paramedic right. or if I want to just stay firefighter and work my way up that way. But um, ultimately, I mean, I think it comes to exposing people to, like, what the job is. Like mm. like you said, they made a huge video of this and that, and then they get yeah. there, and it's, like, not even That's close not to it. what it yeah. is. <laughs> so I, exposing people to what the job is and your duties and, and compensation and uh, lifestyle, essentially. That, I mean, you're the uh, person growing up, lifestyle has to coincide to the yeah. mm-hmm. occupation they're gonna mm-hmm. throw no. their whole life into right yeah and, and what i'm hearing there and it makes a lot of sense it's like a light bulb um yeah and i that was my major in college i had got a bachelor of science in marketing and a bachelor of science uh in business management so i took a lot of advertising you know right. renee's type stuff 
Uh, and most businesses like yours too, Ben, you know, the number one thing you don't want to give up on is marketing and advertising. And when mm-hmm. your margins are the lowest and you're the tightest, that's when you should be advertising the most. But yeah. it's hard to make yourself do that it is, and yeah. to see that. What you're running into, what I think these companies are, I don't even know if you call it a company, EMTs, there's no marketing budget. Nobody's mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody's out there marketing. No one's these making de- a video? What these, do you mean? Yeah, these departments. Nobody's <laughs> doing that. And it's like the number one thing where maybe they're dropping the ball. Like, mm-hmm. set aside some money, market this, market this profession, get out there. Mm-hmm. Like, this, they're relying on word of mouth. Or I, like a signing bonus. I mean, you have that for, like, truck drivers, right? Come well, to this. Like, can there be that? There probably is some th- those things going on around the country, I'd imagine. Yeah, okay. there's, like, retention, okay. retention yeah. bonuses okay. that you stay and stuff like that. But, but like... I'm but, talking about, an, like, an advertising campaign. Like, look, this is what we do. Do you want to be part of it? So I think what you're getting at... It totally makes sense is that, again, we go back to what I was talking about earlier, that pride. Mm -hmm. So when you sit there and you see those advertisements and you see what those people are doing and you Mm -hmm. get a real taste of it Mm -hmm. and they they make it cool. They don't need to overdo it, right? I mean, it doesn't need to be all this crazy stuff that doesn't actually happen. Yep. But the people who are going to be attracted to that are going to be attracted to that. They're going to go, that makes me feel good. I want to do that. It's kind of like an infomercial. Yeah, in one way or another. and Not like to buy, but you know what I mean? Like donate to this pet shelter. Like they pull up me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. like, I mean, yeah. I'm not making a joke of it, but I'm just saying like if you did an advertise, you know, an advertisement. Right. And, and yeah. to go back to what Gabe was talking about, um, you know, the, the, the organizations that you work with where they're looking at, man, what do we got to do with pay? You know, what do we got to do with this? What do we got to do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd like to ask you is, you know, you're involved in it now. You've been involved in it for a little while. I mean, is the pay really all that awesome? And I'm not I'm not asking you to talk trash about your department or, or, or say anything awesome about it. I'm just saying, like, is that really what it's about? So, so again, it's it's how you're brought up and, and what you think and, yeah. and this and that. But, like, so, like, my position, if I fill out something like, what's your occupation? Well, my occupation is a firefighter, right? for the city of Bellevue. Mm -hmm. Well, the statistics are 80 to 85% of our calls are Mm EMS-based. So that leaves 15% as actual fire. And of that 15%, you probably get maybe 5%, if that, of an actual fire. Mm -hmm. Other than that, it's uh, a fire alarm goes off Mm -hmm. in a building and then it's a bad battery. Like that counts as a fire call. Right, Mm -hmm. right. so ultimately, I mean, I think it's if you go into the fire service, right, you, you're someone's pitching you to go into the fire service. Well, it's not really the fire service. You're mm-hmm. going in to help people that are sick, mm-hmm. um, that are weak, that 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 need help. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, as a firefighter, EMT, paramedic, captain, you are getting called when someone needs help. And the the point that I'm trying to make, and and you're helping make that point, is that it isn't about the money. No. Like, you could could go and probably, you could go be a real estate agent. You could go through a year or two of class for that Mm -hmm. and go sell houses. Yeah. You could go be a state farm insurance agent and do a couple years of class and and go through that and Mm -hmm. be one of those. And I... Almost guarantee. I don't know what you make, but I almost guarantee that you'd make a lot more money doing those other oh, things. Oh, I could go. I could go work in IT and make right sixty to seventy to eighty thousand dollars at a intro level job, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do database programming for yeah some 
for scooters. And and that's the point yeah. that I'm trying to make. These <laughs> yeah. guys, they could throw money at this thing all day long, but that's not how you're going to get the people that need to be doing this no. job. The other side of it is uh, you mentioned earlier in the podcast, you were talking about the job that you did and you're working this nine to five and, and it was all these hours and, mm-hmm. and you felt like you were going to be missing out on things that were going on with the kids and those kinds of things. I think what you were really saying is that it, was just a grind and it was unfulfilling mm-hmm. and it made your probably made your time at home even harder and more tense and so on and so forth because now like you just said you might spend three days gone yeah. and then 12 hours back and then three days gone again yeah so you still are missing a lot of stuff but the fact is is that because of who you are because of what your drive is because of what you enjoy because of what makes you who you are mm-hmm it's still a fulfilling experience. And then probably when you're home, even though you might be tired because you've been doing all these things that you're doing, mm-hmm. you're probably better at being home, at yeah. being a dad, at being a husband, at those kinds yeah. of things. And it's and it's the time of, it's like the time of day I'm home. So like at my old sure. job at the yeah. engineering company, we worked Monday to Friday um, and then half Saturdays when it mm-hmm. was the construction uh, mm-hmm. season. Um, so I would leave at six, get to work at seven, be out in the field till about four thirty, five o'clock. Then I'd come in and I'd have to do like uh, all my downloads for the jobs I did that day. Mm-hmm. So that would be another thirty to forty-five minutes. Um, so we're talking five thirty. Yeah. And yeah. then I get I have an hour drive home, so I'm home at seven. Um, That's almost bedtime. It's almost bedtime. Yeah, yeah for I little mean, kids, they're yeah. probably in yeah, bed. Yeah, it's almost yeah. yeah. It's, it's okay. Time to get ready for bed. I haven't seen you, but let's go to bed. Yep. Let's do bath and jammies yep. and mm-hmm. this and that, and then wake up the next day and do it all over again. And then Monday through Friday, do that schedule, and then work till noon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So I get from I get home at one on Saturday till Sunday night to spend time with my family. Sure. Yeah. But now it's like. Uh, we do what's called five sixes. So essentially we work 10 days out of the month base, right? Um, so the other 20 days minus whatever overtime you work, you get to be at home for 24 hours. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's you. So yeah, you're on and off 24. And then after your fifth day, like tomorrow's my last day on my set, I get to be home for six days. So I get to be home all of Christmas mm-hmm. instead of, okay, I just get, I get a half day on Christmas Eve and then Christmas, yep, then I have to yep. go back to work. Yeah. And there very well could be a year that, like, I'm guessing you'll pull where you have Over duties. Over Christmas, where, yeah. yeah. Where yeah. our shift falls on Christmas or yep. Yep. Um, Thanksgiving or, mm-hmm. or New Year's. Yep. But then uh, being flex, having a family that's flexible, again, yep. coming back to family who supports you. Right. Um, let's move Thanksgiving or Christmas to the next week sure. when I get six days yep. off. Yep, there you go. So, But Andy, since like we're not in it, aren't you hearing from them? Like to me, it takes what you're explaining, Ben and Gabe, like a special person because not everybody has that in them. Other people are motivated by money and they are okay mm-hmm. coming home at seven o'clock to mm-hmm. put their kids yeah. to bed like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Not saying you guys are better or that's better, but right. it takes a special person. So two. then, yeah. Because, well, you, yeah, yeah. So me and my wife and yeah. you two, and yeah. I mean, it takes a couple. With the support. Yeah, yeah. It takes a couple that can handle that schedule, can handle that time away from the family. And 
Well, and you guys came from inspiration, too. You grew up in it. You saw it firsthand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm talking about with this marketing mm-hmm. campaign mm-hmm. <laughs> for right, the EMTs. Yeah, like, yeah. you could give them a taste of that, show it to them. And, but you know, see, then not, I was thinking maybe that wouldn't work, but it would work for those that that it would pull at. Right. But for other exactly. people, it would just be like, eh, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the point. Yeah, yeah. you're trying to get okay. to your target audience with marketing. Yeah. And yeah. the way that these things are set up now, it'll find who it needs to find. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. YouTube, You're right. Facebook. Yeah. Uh, man, they get that they get that ad in front of somebody that wants to see it. They're yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable yeah. how good they are at that. And I, mean, I, I think to go back to what you were saying, Morgan, like I I wouldn't say that it takes a special person. Well, you like guys, there's like a okay. there's a there, there's kind of a uh, like a connotation to that word or whatever. Okay. It's just that it takes it takes someone that is motivated by that mm-hmm. and is into it. You know, and like you said, you know, the, the other side is motivated by doing this and this. Right. You know, they're... It's motivation. Yeah, okay. they're good at that. These folks are good at this. You know, it's... Again, like I said earlier, when looking at the small community and the volunteer departments, you need to recognize what you can do and what you're good at and what you like and do it because you have a responsibility to do that. Yeah, because there's different jobs. Like, okay, yeah. yeah, let's bring it back to the fire ground. There's different jobs on the fire ground. Yeah. yeah. So it... it um, oh, I remember... the first fire I had with Ben, it was, okay, we're both willing and able to go up to the roof, right, to, to cut a hole and ventilate. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was our job and um, on that fire scene. But there's other people who are going interior with a fire hose, but then there's there's some that are just in a supportive role um, uh, that are their cadets and they're not able to do fire ground or interior stuff. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're changing bottles, they're um, getting tools out. So, mm-hmm. um, yep. Everyone has a role. Yeah. Everyone and, has and a that, role. And that plays out to the whole rest of life. Yeah. Like that, yeah. that scene that you're talking about right there, everyone there has a role yep. and every single person has to do their role very well. And not any one of them is any more important than the other mm-hmm. because without one of them, without water, one of the other ones, you're not going to be able to do your job. Up. Yeah. 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 Right. And that, that goes out to all the things we're talking mm-hmm. about. So, and I mean, I mean, if you want Oh, well, if you want to take it to your point about uh, the public or and about everyone having a role, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know about you, but or about you guys, but uh, looking at news and and oh, social media posts about uh, people like complaining. Yeah, I mean that's that's a big thing, right? If you don't get your way, you start complaining until you get it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if everyone picks a role picks a role that they like let's do that pick a role you like and then do that so mm. to to build your community not right. tear down your community right mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, mm, sure. take some pride in your community yeah, yeah. yeah. oh back to pride what the hell is going on here <laughs> so we keep going back to it can uh, we talk about his hat that's yeah absolutely that's mm-hmm. what i was about to get into every time we nice. every time we do these things we just get we we go so much longer than we <laughs> yeah. think we're gonna go <laughs> sidetrack we had all these plans for this conversation but um, in regards to uh, that community of first responders and all the things that they do and, and the work and the family and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, um, I think you've found – you've come across something that um, is kind of like an outlet mm-hmm. and that the folks in that community can get involved in and you've brought it – you've helped bring this to the Midwest. Yeah. So let's chat about that a little bit. What are you involved in? Um, so uh, we're launching – a Midwest region. Um, it's called the First Responders Golf Tour. Um, it started in California, in Southern California. Um, 
and then expanded to Northern California. Um, I had this idea. Uh, my outlet is golf. I like to golf. It's relaxing to me. Um, it's an, it's active. It's being outside. Mm-hmm. Um, so this past year, I started a Bellevue Golf League with just within my department. Um, wasn't thinking anything about it. Didn't think it would be big or anything. Uh, sent out an email, and I had 25 people join oh, wow. just on Bellevue. Um, so I ran that league, and I was asking them, I'm like, hey, what would you want to see different? Like, would you want to see other departments? Would you, like, what, just getting a baseline of what people want want within this golf out or tour. Um, and they thought it would be cool to have other departments play. So then I reached out to... I just did a Google search of First Responders Golf League, um, and this First Responders Golf Tour popped up. So I clicked on the link, um, scrolled all the way to the bottom to the info of whoever mm-hmm. runs the website, found his email, and I shot him an email. Um, we ended up having uh, a phone call like that next week about, all right, how did you get started? What did you do? Like, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And stuff like that for a program. Um, and he basically gave me a bullet point of how he started. Um, he did everything on Excel, Word, um, and did everything by hand, essentially. Um, and I told him, well, this is what I want to do here in Nebraska. Um, I'm a firefighter on Bellevue Fire. Uh, this is what I'm doing currently. I want to expand it. Um, and that conversation ended with uh, him asking me if I would want to expand what he had going in California. Um, And it it crossed my mind. I mean, looking at it from a strategic standpoint, he has the program. He has, oh, the model already set up. Um, I just need to go out and build, Mm -hmm. essentially. Um, So we reconnected in January of this year um, through a phone call. And I said, just basically said, yeah, let's let's bring what you guys have to the Midwest and we'll launch it here. And um, he wanted me to come out to California uh, in March. They were doing their St. Patty's Day event. Um, so I went out, flew out to California, stayed with my sister. And then he is actually a um, investigations in, on Tustin PD down there. Um, so that's where kind of he got hooked up with the first responders. He did the whole police softball thing and everything. Mm-hmm. And he, he's big into golf, so he built this golf league. Um, and that turned met him, met his family. Um, again, there's something about a first responder. They're, they're, they're kind of mirrored. So like what you said about me and Ben, it's... Yeah. it's uh, you have same it or you attitude, don't. Yeah. yeah, same attitude, same, uh, I guess, drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we clicked immediately, and it was a good pairing. So um, I wanted to launch. I wanted to launch next year or 2024. Um, and he asked about doing an event um, in 2023 to get the word out. So I ended up setting up a. Um, just a golf outing, just a uh, best ball in August. 
Um, everything was mostly word of mouth. We did a Facebook post, um, and that was that was really it uh, for advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended up having was it sixty people? Wow, fifty or sixty people. Okay, come to that one, and there was there was uh, Omaha, Papillion, um, Fire and PD, Bellevue, um, Fire, um, and then there was a team that drove all the way from Columbus to play so that was pretty cool nice um but yeah as of right now it, the schedule is on our website www.1rgtour.com number um, one or number one number yeah one. and then rgtourtour.com okay so it lays out first um, responders golf, golf tour, tour. Yep. Right. yep yep very cool so ben's a pretty good golfer <clears throat> not really with a side wink he was there <laughs> <laughs> he played yeah i played i played in that in that event we had a great time yeah. yeah and it's it's one of those things man where you know anybody who is involved in these kinds of things and there it could be really any job you know when you mm-hmm. get the opportunity to get out mm-hmm. with those guys and and ladies or whoever you work with and just be on a different level yeah you know right around the golf cart compete mm-hmm. a little bit have um, some beers. Have a couple beers. Yeah, yeah. yeah just like like just kind of relax a yeah. little bit. We had such a good time. Yeah, you know, I mean, we played with uh, there was three guys total from our volunteer department, mm-hmm. and then we got assigned a, a guy from the sheriff's department. Yep, and everybody's good dudes. We all left there feeling a whole lot better about each other. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was just it was fun. Yeah, man. and I mean, really, this whole thing. For this golf tour, I mean, in my eyes, is is building that first responders network yeah. um, throughout the state, mm-hmm. essentially. Um, and it's a time where we, as first responders, again, this is this is open to police, fire, and dispatchers. I was just going to ask yep. what what falls under yep. first responders. Police, fire, and emergency dispatchers okay. fall under first responders. Perfect. Um, and then. Um, that's it's building the network and then going out together and having that four to six hour time where mm-hmm. you like you can get away from the job or you can get away from the stresses of yeah. life and the job where you can just relax with other first responders. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's real healthy. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It's yeah, good. it's a healthy outlet. Yeah. Outlet. And, and also, so. if you can if you can do those kinds of things with the folks that you work with day to day, like I mean, you might be tired of them at work, but we we start building different connections yeah that makes us a whole lot more effective on the job mm-hmm. oh yeah true all right mm-hmm. so Smack. yeah very cool no snack talking at all out there no. oh, okay. <laughs> okay. there's okay. a little bit <laughs> i was wondering Definitely did you have that uh ball launcher gun <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> in your, in your just bag. Kept pulling that out <laughs> there you go like, next, year, next year next yeah. year 250 oh, yeah. yards right down the fairway mm-hmm. every yeah. time so with that um organization are you guys looking for folks to sign up right now or what's what's going on with that so we open registration in january mm-hmm. again so if you play in california and northern california you can play year-round right mm-hmm. here the golf season starts march 15th and goes to November 15th. So we will have nine events in that time period. Uh, there'll be one event a month, um, with the ninth event being the regional championship. Um, there's what's called majors and then what's called the flex tour. So the majors will have three of them. Um, March, 
what is it, March, June, September, and then November being that championship. Um, but those majors, you have to attend that day because they're worth double points. Um, I don't know how familiar you guys are with golf, but there's the FedEx Cup. It's all based on position, and then on that position you get points towards the cup. Um, so that's how it's set up with three different tiers. So those three different tiers are handicaps or skill level. Mm -hmm. um, so you won't be playing, uh, like let's say um, someone shoots usually 15 or 20 over what the, the par is mm -hmm. of the course. Mm -hmm. Well, you won't be playing against someone who shoots like two or three over right. the par. Yeah. Um, so that's how it gets divided out in equal play. Yeah. Um, but then the flex tour, all the other um, months are what's called the flex tour. We'll have an event day, but with a first responder schedule, you might be working that day. So you can play that course in that month with another member and still receive points. Mm. Oh, I yeah. like that. That yeah. way, that way, um, like me being on what's called, it's B shift, there's usually A, B, and C. Uh, if I hold events on every B shift day, well then someone on A shift or C shift will miss out. Gotcha. So that way I get to spread it out. I can hold events on different shift days mm -hmm. to make it. Uh, very cool. Yeah, somewhat yep. even. Yeah, I so, like that. But yeah, nope. So it's kind of, I mean, it's like a, a season-long thing yep. that you kind of get involved in from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. You build up your points. You know, you just you have fun with everybody, and yeah. then in the end, you're in like some final competition. Yeah, you play in the regional competition for the Midwest, um, and then eventually, what we will do is have our regional winner play against other regional winners. Mm -hmm. So. Um, I like think they'll we're, fly out to California because it's cooler there. Gonna, yeah, I think we're going <laughs> to do like a neutral. I think we're like maybe Vegas or Arizona. Okay. That would work or, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere where it's warm. Uh -huh. not, uh, yeah, that sounds way more fun. Yeah. So I'm sure those people from California don't want to come to Nebraska either. Oh, so. yeah. 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 So, <laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was, it was cool having, and, and Ryan, uh, the president of the SoCal group mm -hmm. was actually here at, in August mm -hmm. for to play the event. Oh, good. So he was he was fun to hang out with for a little bit. We played, I think, two rounds of golf that, that weekend. So it yeah. was cool. a good time. But For no, sure. So, so the deal is uh, in January, mm -hmm. folks are going to be able to sign up. Yep. So in January, you can sign up, and it's it's a $4.99 a month for the membership. Um, that membership fee will get you access to the events to register for the event. Um, and then there'll be a registration fee um, that you pay to play that event. But then that $4.99 gets you access to uh, all of our affiliate sponsors. Um, we have two, oh, we have three here, um, not three. We have three sponsors. One is Rexius Nutrition. Um, it's over off 84th and Q. They do supplements, mm -hmm. workout, pre-workout, protein, stuff like that. And then our other one is Nickleby Cigars, self-explanatory. Nice. Um, and then we do all of our merchandise through uh, you guys. Yeah, Farm yeah Focus, we've been knocking folk. that stuff out. Yep. Yeah, nothing so. beats the 
being on the links with a good old cigar and yeah. obviously a well-fitted shirt from Farm Focus. Right. So, there you go. Like, then, what are we missing? Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, oh, maybe some alcohol, but most alcohol yeah. places don't want to sponsor, really. Yeah. We, we run into we'll some there. licensing issues. <laughs> but, but no, ultimately, like, that 499 gets you access to discounts mm-hmm. um, with Rexius and Nickelby's. Um, and then being in the fire service or being cop, I mean, health and fitness is a big key mm-hmm. to our occupation. So, right. um, and they, they'll do you right. They'll let you, they'll give you any information you want to know there. And then everyone, I mean, everyone I know on my shift loves a good cigar. So, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and I think we should definitely with, with that note in mind, um, get our brand involved in one way or another for the mm-hmm. discounts for, for folks as well. Okay. You know, if they want to do some, some one-off stuff for their own, Sounds good. Families right. or Perfect. departments yeah, or whatever. Sounds so, good. Yeah, yeah but yeah, and then with that 499 you get access to those sponsors, but then you get access to our sponsors in California. Oh, nice. So it's uh, Subtle Patriot. They do bags, travel bags, mm-hmm. golf bags, uh, shower caddies and stuff like that. Um, and then, oh, there was a couple other ones. Um, There's a number of them on the website. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you said Subtle Patriot, yep. M- Millspin. Yep. Um, they do some manufacturing. It looks like horse soldier, which yeah, horse. We, we had horse soldier on here. Uh, yeah, just recently, a couple of weeks ago, yeah. we, we didn't have yeah. them on here. We had the the guys from Bravo Zulu who okay. are big supporters of it. And we drank some of it and tested yep. it. And yeah. Whatever, it's great stuff. <laughs> That's oh, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> body armor drinks, GovX, which yep. you know a lot of first responders have ex- access to, which is awesome. There's a lot of good discounts there, things like that. So yeah. So yeah, like we would like to get our sponsorships that are key to our occupation, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yep. Body Armor, Millspec, and Rexius yep. here in Nebraska. Nice. So that's cool, Good man. Deal. Mm-hmm. So uh, come the first of the year, anybody who's listening to this that's involved in um, that field. Mm-hmm. If they're interested in this, go to the website. Go to the website, apply. register, yeah, apply, yep. um, and then you'll be approved uh, by our president. Um, cool. Just state your, uh, obviously give your name and then give what department you're on. Yep, yep. So. Nice. What if somebody wanted to make sure they were golfing with their buddy? Can they do that or no? They're just put on a team. Um, like it's all individual, obviously. It's all but, yeah, it's all individual uh, handicap stroke play. Um, but don't you go out together when you golf? Yeah. So okay. if 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 you sign up, you can also sign up your uh, your like the other team? three people. Yep, okay, gotcha. On your team, um, but then there'll be sometimes where um, two people sign up. Well, then I'll yeah. put two put more d- with you. Perfect. Okay. So, I just thought you know sometimes people like to do things yeah. with friends. Nope. And, like. Yep. rather than doing it individually so mm-hmm. okay cool awesome but well then, this is great to have you oh, yeah. on yeah. yeah man it's good to have you uh um, appreciate it yeah it's been good getting to know you mm-hmm. um good dude good contact for all of us the the fire service and and rescue is something we've been wanting to talk about for a while we've had um lots of different career fields on here and mm-hmm. entrepreneurs yeah. and stuff like that but mm-hmm. we haven't spoke about this yet and there's a lot of other things that i still want to know so I'm sure we'll probably have you back, but we're getting a little long today, it looks yep. like. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is about typical, right? Yeah, pretty close. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks no, for coming out. Thanks it. for taking the time. Oh, no. Good to see you again. It's great. Yep. You guys Sounds got anything good. else? I do. We're no? good. You done? All right. All right. Yeah. Close Peace. it out.